Howdy friends, this is Matt Sewell, and you're listening to episode 90 of the Popecast, a history of the papacy. The only podcast about popes where you'll find non-boring stories on the successors of St. Peter and a reminder that all the world's problems have happened plenty of times before. If you'd like to support the Popecast and join a growing community of those with early access to new episodes, Popecast swag, and special bonus content, be sure to check out patreon.com slash thepopecast. If you also can't get enough papal history here, we do a free periodic newsletter called Today in Papal History that you can find at popes.substack.com. Now today, we have a special episode of the show coming to you. I had the pleasure of being a guest on Real Presence Radio out in the Midwest on a show hosted by none other than our most recent special guest, Father Richard Kunst, to talk about the origins of the Popecast and my own personal favorite popes and papal history stories, among other things. So if you've been a fan of the Popecast for a long time or for a short time, uh, maybe don't know the origin story or forgot the origin story, this would be a great episode to listen to. So without further ado, here's an extra special episode of the Popecast. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunz along with... And me, Cindy Jennings. Cindy Jennings, and we are coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, on the shores of beautiful Lake Superior. And I have to say that, um, uh, uh, you know, I have not known uh, our next guest very long, in fact, not much more than a month, and I have not. I don't know if I've looked more forward to an interview more than this one. Because I, as I told our next guest, Matthew Sewell, that I think that we are actually brothers from a different mother or something like that. Because we are on the same page of just about everything, as far as I can tell. Matthew, welcome to Real Presence Live. Yeah, thank you. Good to be with you guys. Matthew, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Yeah, broad question. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, my name is Matthew Sewell. I, I live out in Spokane, Washington. Uh, grew up in beautiful western Montana. Um, I've been a lifelong Catholic, and for just about the past, oh, I think nine or ten years or so, I've really kind of taken it seriously. And um, once I had that kind of conversion within the church type moment, I found myself just uh, diving headfirst into everything uh, that I could learn about the faith, and that um, also branched out into learning everything about church history. And so, so that's kind of, I think, the occasion for for our interview today, ultimately, but um, yeah, I'm married and have uh, a little boy named Leo and uh, another little boy on the way in the next couple of months, so yeah, kind of good. Yeah, no, that, that's great, and uh, you know, there's a particular, I mean, you say church history, but there's a very particular niche of church history that you, at least that I've gotten to know you through, and what what's that niche of history? Yeah, indeed, that would be uh, papal history, which I, I am always a little bit disappointed that it's not more popular, but it always seems like people have at least a, a bit of an, of an intrigue for it. So, um, yeah, so I, I specifically, the last four years uh, have been, I think four and a half years, maybe, gosh, um, I've been running a, a podcast called The Popecast, The History of the Papacy. Now, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean your, your thoughts are my thoughts. It's like, why is this not more popular? Because I, I feel like I've got like three eyes when people, because everybody knows me in this part of the world as the Pope priest, you know, because I just love people history, but it's so fascinating, right? I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. How'd you guys yeah. find each yeah. other? Yeah, no, I think. Go, uh, go ahead. That's a good question. So I have. Well, go ahead, Father Rich. Yeah. No, go ahead, Matthew. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I've, I've 
been aware of Father Rich's work for, I don't know when I ran across you for the first time. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a year or two. Um, and so I, I've been actually wanting to have him on, on as a guest because, <clears throat> well, here's, you know, me, the guy who, uh, I started out just about five years ago, six years ago for my day job at Flocknote writing. It's a, it was a free daily email series that's actually still going called Popes in a Year. Uh, so people can sign up for that if they want to, um, flocknote.com slash popes, where it was just a daily entry from Peter to Francis going from one to 266, just a little two-minute uh, entry that was a little more lighthearted, kind of easy access to, to papal history. And then, uh, yeah, started getting the Pope Captain a few years later um, last year. So I, I, I don't know, probably was just Googling one night and was like, who else is a papal history nerd like me? Are there anybody, is there anybody else out there <laughs> shouting into the void, as it were? And then I find, you know, papalartifacts.com and find this priest out in the Liz, Minnesota who has the largest you know, collection of papal memorabilia outside of the Vatican or whatever. And, yeah. um, yeah, finally got around to emailing him about a month ago and, um, we had a great chat. I think it was our second to last episode that I did. Yeah. I'm ashamed that it wasn't earlier, but yeah. Well, and, and I'm embarrassed and I truly am embarrassed to say that, that I hadn't heard of your work until you reached out to me. And so it's like, I'm, that's why I said, it's like, I can't believe there's another guy like me. It's like, this is weird. You know, so, and so we need to have a beer at some point. We have I to think, have a beer You know what you point. need to do? You guys need to come together and do, when you do your papal um, history reveal, Yeah. you should do a podcast together and talk about the things that you're going to Well, see. we, we have to get, we have to get Matthew to Duluth at some time. So yeah. uh, there's, no, would, d- August, mm-hmm. there's no doubt Matthew, about that. So, August. so um, tell me uh, again, so it's Pope cast. So if people can just like, well, you, you tell them how you, Tell them how you find, how do you, how do we find your Popecast? Yeah, it's just called The Popecast. Popecast is one word, uh, and it's on, on all the podcast platforms. Our website is thepopecast.fm. Um, yeah, you can, you can find that there. Right? And, um, yeah, I, I really started, I guess, I mentioned Popes in a Year, and so that was a labor of love back in 2016, I think it was. And uh, I had been just dabbling in, a, in another unrelated podcast with a couple of friends, and that was going away around 2018, mid-2018. Um, and it just started percolating in my head that there was there was so much more to a lot of these stories that I'd written about that just didn't fit in an email, um, just by the, by nature of, of it being an email. And I'm thinking, man, that would be very interesting. I, was, I had been listening also to Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs Fame, Mike Rowe's podcast that he'd uh, been doing called uh, The Way I Heard It, which is like a modern version of Paul Harvey's The Rest of the yep. Story. It's like a short-form, 10- to 15-minute episode uh, with like a little surprise at the end, kind of lesser-known histories. And it started like all coming together in my head. I'm thinking, that would be a perfect format for a Fable History podcast, so let's give it a shot. So that's effectively what it is. It's just, uh, yeah, 10- to 20-minute episodes, uh, one pope per episode, and usually every three or four episodes I'll try to sprinkle in an interview, like I, like the one I did with you, Father Rich, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's... it's uh, yeah, never a dull moment, even when it was apparently a mundane pope who didn't appear to do anything interesting. There's usually always something to tie back to some sort of issue or trouble or stress that we're experiencing now, which I always find very refreshing. Yeah, well, it's one of your taglines, isn't it? You've got, you've got a couple of different taglines. So i got a, a, a prisoner of mine who I kind of got onto the Popecast, and he's been listening to them. And he asked me oh. to have you use your tagline about old dusty books. Can you, can you give us the tagline just to... <laughs> Appease my li- or, or oh. one of our listeners. Yeah, gosh, I'll try to. Uh, you haven't used see. it for a while. Um, I think that was your tagline early I, on. For people who don't like, yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, for people who who love history but don't love dry, dusty history books, I think exactly. those are the ones. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I've figured so, around with a few, but that that was a good one. Yeah. So okay, so so here's my question. It's like so as I'm listening to you, cause I, so I listen to every single one of them during Lent. Because, I mean, you reached out to me, like, right at around Ash Wednesday. I thought, I'm going to listen to all these. Not that it was an act of oh, penance. I just wanted, I just wanted to, 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 to go through Lent being able to say I, I finished them off. And I did. I finished them off. And so, so the one thing that I'm shocked at, well, the first thing is, that, okay, I'm thinking to myself, this guy's done his homework. He's, uh, this is not off the top of his head. Because if you were, you'd be an idiot savant of popes. But here's my question. So you, you make some of these names and these place names, these people's names, you must, you say them with such authority. It's like you know exactly how to pronounce them. But I'm thinking, if there was an Italian here, they'd probably, like, challenge you. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, you, I, so, well, I mean you're, you're so good at, like, these names. Like, oh, I'm just going to say this name. Like, I can't, I, you have to practice it, like, ten times to get that name down. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a few things. One, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people pronounce, uh, like, I think one of my friends said Quesadilla once, like, unironically. Like, oh, come on, come on. You, I know you don't speak Spanish, but we all know it's Quesadilla, right? Uh, but, like I said, well, this has always been one of my pet peeves of mispronouncing foreign words or foreign names. Um, also, there's a lot of really good, there's, like, always the little uh, pronunciations on YouTube. And so I always go look, look that up, look those uh-huh. up and make sure to, I guess, pronounce them right. And then it's, you know, also the magic of not having a live show, I suppose, as, a, as opposed to a, a podcast where you can take a few cracks at it. So, so, I'm, glad so get, I'm glad to know that it comes through. So could, could, you, um, uh, could you right now, off the top of your head, tell me the full baptismal name of Pope Leo XII? Pope Leo XII? No, I could not. Leo he's got the, the, he's got the longest name in history. And you know it, don't no, you? No, I don't know. I did we do something called the Papal Minute on Real Presence Radio, and I did a, a, whole, a whole Papal Minute on his name because it was like crazy. So, um, uh, uh, Cindy, do you have a question about... Oh, wait, Cindy wants to... Okay, go ahead, Cindy. <laughs> I want to do some Pope trivia. Are no, you guys no, up for no, that? No. Why? Okay, maybe at the Ooh, end if we have time. Okay. Yeah, she wanted to have a contest between I you know. and I. I don't know why Father is not wanting to do this, because he is, like, very competitive. I am. And, so, and I'm going to whip Matthew, so, I mean, just... But go ahead. Uh, yeah, exactly. You'd, you'd mop the floor with me. But yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, so, well, let me ask you this. How do you decide what aspects of the papal history to speak about on the pad, on the podcast on the podcast popecast popecast mm, yeah that's a i i would love to say that there's there's a, a consistent rhyme or reason like from you know when i started to now um in general i try to like i, I never i try to usually go i don't know uh a pope from like each uh 500 year swath of history and kind of rotate through that way unless there's you know i think once i did a and like i think i called it the infallibility series where it was um, Honorius the first, Vigilius, and Liberius, like the three popes who non-Catholics often point to to say, oh, infallibility is false, and so I did three in a row on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I mean, sometimes there's, I think I did uh, kind of a tongue-in-cheek um, episode called The Pope Who Built the Wall, I think mm-hmm. right after President Trump got elected, maybe. Just, uh, I just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, it's kind, of, it kind of a gag. Um, it was St. Leo the Fourth who That's built fun. the Leonine Wall, which is still standing in Rome. Um, but yeah, in general, I just try, yeah, try to kind of mix them up. Um, I would be remiss to say that, you know, if I don't have as much time as I would like, I'll probably pick one who has a shorter story than, you know, um, doing one on John Paul II, which took three episodes. Um, but yeah, in general, it's just, I just trying to kind of space them out and, um, not do a bunch of things all the time and try to, you know, mix it up a little do bit. You, 
Do you have a favorite pope? Oh, I was going to ask him. That. Oh, so, okay, wait, I wait, took wait. So, it. No, no, yeah. The thing is that he always asks your three favorite popes. And so I want to get to that a little bit later. So, so Cindy, Cindy does not I'm ask him what she can <laughs> ask. So, so but, um, uh, no, that's fine. Yeah. No, no, that's great. And so um, uh, what, I mean, can you just give us like just for two seconds what you're working on right now? Without like, I know, I know, I know, I know that you have to, oh. I know you want to be careful about that because you have a specific, you know, people that sponsor you, they get that get that a little bit early but is there anything you're working on now or that you want to work on soon like it just more broadly or or yeah, like no for your next for your next podcast for your next podcast oh yeah the next podcast well, i think i did let's see who's i don't know who was it john i think it was john the second i did last week uh he was the first pope to ever change his name right. mercury in history and so, I, so i'm looking at yeah somebody around yeah mercury is here right uh so i'll be looking at somebody probably around like the the 900s, 1000s, 1100s, because it, which is always an interesting era. That's when yeah. I think Benedict the Ninth was the Pope three times, yeah. and yeah. Um, when yeah Gregory the Seventh reigned, and all that type of thing. So, so we'll probably be looking a little sneak preview. We're, uh, we're talking. There. We're talking to Matthew Sewell from the Popecast. Sewell from the Popecast. Uh, we'll continue this conversation immediately after this brief break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm uh, Father Richard Kuntz along here with Cindy Jennings. And uh, we've been interviewing and talking to my new best friend, Matthew Sewell, uh, only because we are like birds of a feather when it comes to papal history. So, so okay, so here I've got a question, Matthew. So, Okay, first off, I mean, I was on your Popecast, so I'm, I'm very proud to, to have been on that. It's very exciting that I was on that. I'm glad that uh, that you're on my show now, Real Presence Radio. And so I've got the question of who your who are your first who are your three favorite popes. But first, I want to see if you remember my three favorite popes. Oh, the you said was. Uh... John Paul II, John Paul II, and John Paul II, I think is what you said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I, I, was did, I did say that. But I, but I also, I, I really, I did say that. Good memory. But, I, but but who are the three that I actually gave you? Oh, let's see. Okay, John Paul II, uh, John Paul I, right? And yep. then, and Julius II. That's right. Yeah. Oh. You were the first person, the first guest I had who said Julius II. Um, I, but I like the, yeah, I like the reasoning why. But also John Paul I. You said I was the first to do that one as well, right? Yeah. Okay, who are your yeah, th- yeah, right, exactly. Who are your th- three favorite? Favorite? Oh, man, that's so tough. It's so hard. I would, I would say, not counting John Paul and Benedict for one, because it would be like for for, for a fatal fatal historian. I, I let yours slide because it was uh, sure very good. Obviously, you met him like seven times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, usually I would I would skip over John Paul and Benedict because that's, those are obvious choices. But um, I really love Pius VII. He was wow. actually a servant of God. Yeah. So he was, uh, yeah, he was Pope at Napoleon in prison for like 10 years, something like that, the turn yeah. of the 19th century. This little feeble man with this iron will is what it seemed like, and then he came back to Rome to a hero's welcome, and I think made provision somehow to take care of Napoleon, and um, Napoleon had really kind things to say about him, even after having him in jail for 10 years. Yeah. Um, so Pius VII is one. It, it, I also like to say these are in no particular order because how can you pick favorites at the end right. of the day? Um, I love they're all your, they're all your the kids. Seventh. Gregory the Seventh. Okay. Oh right. my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Gregory the Seventh. Um, yeah, I love because I think he lived at a time in the church with that's very similar to our own, where um, you know all this 
mess with the clergy of the last, you know, 50, 100 years and um, the church in general and, like, just all of this uproar and all these types of things and, um, you know, general lowering of moral standards around the world, like, all that type of stuff. So, like, him being a, a reformer and a man, like, after the Lord's own heart, like, a very humble servant. Um, also, I like the, you know, the Wasis Kanasa story where he made the emperor kneel in the snow for three days right. before letting him in and apologizing for excommunicating him. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Pius seventh, Gregory the seventh, and then, um, oh, shoot. I don't know. Leo the Great's up there. Gregory the Great's up there, obviously, uh, too. Um, oh, what do I have to say? I, you know who I just learned about, actually, was Leo the Ninth, who I think okay. was, I think Gregory the, Gregory the seventh was a deacon for him, uh, like 20 years before he was pope or something like that. But Leo the Ninth, I found this contemporary biography. I don't know how I found I should actually send you the link, Father. Hmm. Um, that somebody translated into English. Like, it was written, I think, a year or two after he died, and he lived in, like, 1,000, so about 1,000 years ago. Um, and you just have this picture of this man who really, like, deeply cared for souls and worked out all of these insane miracles at a time right when, you know, the, the state of the church was, was starting to, to degrade. Um, and also apparently he cried a lot, which I thought was really funny how they like, he cried said, a lot. oh, he yeah. was weeping copiously. Yeah, all, yeah. yeah, he just, you know... But like, like to a to a, a large degree, whether in this biography is oh, and then everywhere went, he was you know, weeping copiously and crying. Is that because you like can? Re- is that because you can time. relate to that? Or <laughs> <laughs> I may have the gift of tears, but I just thought it was funny because man, I'm trying to picture you know this pillar, very tall, strapping, like good looking, uh, Pope Waterways, if you will. I don't know. Yeah. Um, who's also just you know deeply. Uh, but yeah, I. It's kind of a roundabout answer. I, I, but I love John Paul the first two. At the same time, I love Paul the sixth. I think he gets a bad rap a lot of times. Paul yeah. the sixth does. So I could do like a top ten. Much yeah, easier me, than I could do a top three. Yeah, so, me but, too. Yeah. And so, so okay. But here's the next question I have. But but do it maybe a little bit quicker. Okay, who who are the greatest? Sure. Popes? <laughs> who are the greatest popes? Give me the top uh, three greatest popes. Yeah, I have to, yeah, John Paul II, just because he saw so many people and was actually world, tra- world traveler. A lot of those, the exact reasons that you gave. Um, Leo the Great and Gregory the Great, probably. I think, not to be cliche, but I mean, yeah. Gregory literally, you know, re- founded Western civilization and picked Rome <clears throat> up from the ashes. And Leo the Great just being like this, you know, pillar of like bridging the gap between the patristic era and um, after the fall of the Roman Empire. So I would say those would be the top three, probably. Did you name your son after him, Leo? I did, yeah. yeah. And uh, and fun fact, the next one's uh, name is going to be Greg. Greg oh, that's so cute. <laughs> but, um, no, but I, yeah, I've I've always loved that name. And I people are like, oh, is it is it because of Leo the Grand? Like, well, yeah, but you know, there's been five Saint Leos, um, one through four and nine. But then I also Leo the Thirteenth. You can't you know you can't sleep on him. You know? No, exactly. Um, you know. The rosary pope and all that, yeah. So, 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 so is your worker, is your time. is your third son going to be named Formosus? <laughs> Something would have to go seriously wrong, I think. For yeah. <laughs> how about if it's a girl? <laughs> uh, no. We did uh, Formosa. No. Uh, yeah. I think we're the joke has been, yeah, we're we working through the great, or you know, there's the there's these um, windows of the doctors of the church in our parish in the cathedral in Spokane. It has Leo and Gregory, but then like Ambrose, Augustine, and Jerome also, and so well, we'll we'll see what number three, which, which direction we go. So, 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 how long do you envision doing these pope casts? Oh gosh, 
gosh, I don't know. I mean, well, for one, there's enough there's enough material to go for quite a while longer. I think we've I think I've done about eighty episodes, and I think about a little over seventy of them have been posts. The rest have been interviews or um, like an audio reading of you know a letter that Francis or Benedict has released. Um, so I'm you know barely a quarter of the way through. So there's still plenty of time to, to do the rest, and there's, there's lots of other stories. And then I mean I think there's a a good opportunity to do you know characters in papal history that weren't necessarily popes. So the, the Savonarolas, the Cardinal Richelieu's of the world that, you know, we have kind of caricatures in our head, but to tell their real stories, I think would be pretty fun. So yeah. as long as time allows, and I suppose children allow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no so so as, a, as a new listener that listened to all of them, I just want to, for our listeners, I want to promote the Popecast. It is fascinating. You know, truth is truly stranger than fiction when it comes to papal history. And uh, uh, Matthew here does such a phenomenal job in bringing these popes to life. And so, again, they're really short. They're usually, like, as you mentioned, Matthew, uh, anywhere, you know, the shorter ones are like 11, 12 minutes. You can go up to 18, 19 minutes. But they're great. They're phenomenal. And so I, I just love what you're doing. And, and, and right now, Cindy's got, she's dying to ask I'm a trivia question. So, so go I'm ahead, sorry. Cindy. Okay. So I, I think this is somewhat of a competition. I have no idea. I don't know what her questions are, Matthew, so I, I'm not... In fact, I think I'm at a disadvantage right okay, now. maybe I will ask you each a question. That okay. You get, that way, okay. if you get it wrong, if one gets it wrong, the other person can answer. Okay. Who was... Okay, okay, this is for you, Father. Okay. Who was the last pope to use the Sedia Gestoria? Sedia Gestoria, and that was yes. John Paul I. Darn. I wanted to stump you. Yeah. Okay, So Matthew. this is for Matthew. This is for you, Matthew. Two popes mm-hmm. were elected at age of 20. Name one. Oh, he knows that. Oh, John XII was one, I believe. You name the other one, Father. Well, at the age of twenty, well, it, it wasn't. It was well. We already mentioned it wasn't Benedict the Ninth, was it? Wasn't he elected at nineteen? Yeah, I think it was oh. Benedict the Ninth. Is it Benedict the Ninth? Yeah. So, so between Very the young. two of us, we oh, got yeah. it right. Good job. Okay, um, oh, Father. One. This is another okay. question for you. All right, we have a guest here. Okay, go I ahead, know. quick. Who was the longest reigning pope? Well, and for how long? Okay, they normally say they normally say it's Peter, but I take issue with that. It's actually uh, Pius the Ninth, who was from eighteen forty six to eighteen seventy eight. Okay. Okay, well, Matthew, this is yours. This is wrong. Okay, Pope Francis once held a job at a nightclub. What was it, Matthew? <laughs> I believe he was a bouncer. Yes, good. yes, ding, he ding, was ding, a bouncer. Ding, ding. Oh, yeah. was it that fun? You guys fun. are equally matched. I'll good. have to come up with some tougher <laughs> questions. <laughs> no, I'm sure somebody else fed you those questions, but very good. So, uh, Matthew, uh, what's your, I mean, again, say something more about popes because you're just good at it. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, it's just, I think it's just such an untapped potential and, and has the potential to calm everyone's nerves. Like, everybody's just on edge these days. I, I find myself, and Father, you're probably the same. I, I find myself, like, thinking, am I just an insane person that I'm, you know, not really particularly worried about the state of the world that, you know, like, okay, maybe Jesus comes back in our lifetime, but maybe not because I mean, you know, read back through any of these books. It seems like it's cyclical every hundred, 200 years in some part of the, some large part of the church, there's just these massive crises going on um, and massive degeneracy in certain pockets and, you know, massive lack of faith and, you know, the secular government's, taking advantage of the church in some form. And it's like, there's just nothing new. I mean, it's a, you know, good thing to say nothing new under the sun, but really when it comes to people history, it's just true. Yeah. Well, uh, so I, I think that's why I love it so much. Yeah. It's, it's your new tagline. You went from the dusty old history books to knowing people history knows that there's nothing really new in the world. We've done this all before. 
So that's your new right. team. So that's yeah. exactly I think, right. I mean, that, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's why it's most encouraging to me. And I think, um, is, you know, that's why you don't necessarily have to be a lover of, of history in general, let alone papal history, to, to get something out of it. Because it's like, oh, wow, you know, and, 1700 it, years ago, they were going through the same thing. Exactly. And you, on your podcast, you highlight the, the bizarre, the, you know, the, the fascinating. And so, again, I do really want to encourage listeners to, to sh- check out the podcast. As a Popaholic myself, I have totally um, uh, uh, eaten up your podcast, and I, I cannot wait for the next one. I always tell people, people, you know, maybe you can use this line too if you don't already, Matthew. So I always say that, you know, some people go papal. Some people went postal, and I went papal. So I didn't go postal. I went papal, and so I, I said in regards to my collection. So you can you can use that sometimes. I don't go. I didn't go postal. I went papal, yeah. and it's kind of the same thing. Right, in some I, ways. I think, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's good. That's a good shirt idea. I think. Hey. And it, yeah. Okay. If you if you do one of those shirts, I want one. That's okay. so. So um. Uh, okay. So just really um. Uh, a quick thought. So for a guy like me, I don't know if you're like me in regards to loving papal history, but also fascinated with the current pontiff. And just papal history as we see it unwrapping before us. And so one of the uh, big news uh, recently in regards to Pope Francis is his health. And so I don't know if you've been following mm-hmm. that much, Matthew? Some, yeah. Not not, uh, not rapturously, but yeah. But, right. Um, yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm just curious if he's going to follow Benedict's lead in regards to uh, if he, what's your take on that in regards to recognize if he can continue his ministry with his, uh, with his recent uh, medical issues? Yeah, I don't know. There's, I have a couple thoughts. I know that I've seen on Twitter in different places where people note that they say that the Vatican, you know, doctors are notoriously silent. They'll say, oh, the Pope has a cold today, and then right. tomorrow the Pope dies. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm just going to be fascinated to see whatever happens, because the fact that Benedict retired is just, you know, unprecedented in yep. our age in the last 10 generations. And yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'll be fascinated to see what happens. Well, uh, Matthew, it's been great uh, talking to you. Thank you very much. Hopefully we can do this again sometime. And I, I'm looking forward to the time we have a beer together. We have to have a good long talk sometime. Wait, when's, when's Gregory due? Uh, yeah, when is Gregory due? Before yeah, we uh, be, beginning of July. Yeah. Okay. So All right. Gregory July. the Great coming in July. All right. Well, thank you very much, Matthew. Thanks, Matthew. God bless. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>